The following audio is from Downtown Church, a kingdom-focused, gospel-centered, multi-ethnic, multi-class ministry in Memphis, Tennessee. For more information, please visit downtownchurch.com. Dear Lord, we just thank you. Um, as we just sung, you are um, Jower. You are enough. Your love is enough. Your love um, is something, Lord, that we fully can even comprehend, even as we um, look to you, Lord. So, so I pray that as we dive into your word, as we talk about who you are, Lord, I pray that you help us to just understand, grasp, comprehend just a little bit more how loved we are by you. Help, help your love to transform our hearts. Help your love to bring our souls and minds to peace and just take away all anxiety of our future, of our earthly life as we look to you. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, that I decrease and you increase. And just speak to me right now in a powerful way. I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Job said, remember, O God, that my life is a breath. David said in Psalms 39, you have made my days a mere hand breath. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Everyone is but a breath, even those who seem secure. In Psalms 103, David said, as for man, his days are like grass. He blooms like a flower of the field. When the wind passes over it, it vanishes and it it place remembers it no more. And these verses, I don't know how you feel right now, but these verses are just sobering and, and, and humbling. And they can even be scary to think of just about the reality that how, how short and fragile life is. Um, just yesterday morning, it was funny. Um, we woke up and we turned on the TV and let uh, my two-year-old daughter watch cartoons and she was cuddled up on the blanket and I was walking back and forth cleaning up and I legit just kind of like had just mouth in my heart because I was thinking some of my best memories from my childhood is Saturday morning waking up with no plans in the world and just watching cartoons all day. And in that moment, I thought, wow, how fast has time gone by? Now, 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 I'm the parent cleaning up the house all Saturday morning, and the little kid is watching TV. And even after church, when the kids be back there playing basketball and beating each other up, I always smile and think, man, these were some of my best memories from my childhood in church. And now I'm the, I'm the old man telling them to stop playing and stop running around. How, how, how quickly has this life gone by? And, and I'm sure we all have somebody who, who we have lost unexpectedly or, or, or seen someone get sick unexpectedly. And, and, and this reminder has just shows us how, how out of control life really is. I mean, how we really don't have control over tomorrow. That our life is but a mist. It comes for a second and then all of a sudden it's gone. And yes, we might have some people come to our funeral, but then after that, the Bible says we will be remembered no more. And if you hear this, you may be able to relate with the nihilist. The nihilist is the person who says life has no meaning. Life is pointless. There's no reason to work hard. There's no reason to to do anything because everything is pointless. If we're all just going to be here for a small dust type period and then die and nobody will remember us, what is the point of living? 
What is the point of going to college if we're just going to be left with student loans? What is the point of falling in love and getting married if we're just going to have to endure um, hardships and marriage? What's the point of having kids if we're just going to have to die and leave them or, or, or see them die and see them leave us? What is the point of chasing money if more money is never enough? All of this is empty because life is nothing but a mist. There was once this little girl who, who said, who said, I am dying to get out of high school, to get to college so I can live my life. Then she got to college, and she said, I am dying to get out of college to start my career job to live my life. Then she got that career job. Then she said, I am dying, God. Please send me a man. I am dying to start my family so I can really begin to live my life. Then she had three kids. Then she said, I am dying to get these three kids out of my house. I can't wait till they turn 18 so I can begin to live my life. And then she was just dying. And this is how so many of us live our lives on this empty rat race. It's it seems as if it's fleeting. It's a chasing of the wind. And my question is, is this really what life is? Just a pointless, meaningless mist. I believe that it actually can be a pointless, meaningless mist, but I believe God calls his church to a different type of mist. Um, thank you, Michael Rose. I'm going to use your spray bottle um, as an as a illustration. This is just a mist, as Michael Rose illustrated. Everybody see that? Everybody get that picture? Gone is here now. Now it's gone. But I, but I got something special for y'all. This is, woo. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Now this is right here is what God wants you to be. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? He wants you to be some Febreze. <laughs> see, 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 see. When I spray that Febreze, it appears the same way as the other mist. It appears just the same. It's, it's here now, but then it's gone. But oh man, y'all got your mask on so y'all probably can't see what's going on. But, but right now, there is this lingering aroma of, of sea spray. <laughs> There's this lingering aroma that even though the mist is gone, the impact that the mist made is still blessing those behind. And I believe, oh yeah, go on and clap it up, go on and clap it up, go on and clap it up. Go on and clap it up, go on and clap it up. And I believe that God calls those who trust in him, who, who live a life surrendered to him, to be Febreze Christians. Be a Febreze Christian. Not a Lysol Christian. Not a Pine Saw Christian. A Febreze Christian. Because it's something about Febreze that even though the mist is gone, you can come back into the room and it's still leaving a blessing. And I know we all know of the famous Febreze Christians like Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, Martin Luther, the Reformation uh, leader, John Cabot. We know all of these famous Febreze Christians, but I believe God is actually calling us just to be the everyday Febreze Christians that we all know. 
And I just want to think, and I just want to tell y'all about my great grandma, Mandil. I don't know her real name. We called her Mandil my whole life. I still don't know her birth name. But she, my great grandma, when I was three years old, she pulled me aside, and every time she saw me, she she helped me memorize Psalm 23. And until the day she died, she every time I saw her, I had to quote to her Psalms 23. And I can't tell you how many times throughout my life, even though she, she died years ago, I can't tell you how many times the Lord is my shepherd has gotten me through. I can't tell you how many times just knowing that surely goodness and mercy seats have followed me all the days of my life has gotten me through because my great-grandma was a Febreze Christian. I think about my very first Sunday school teacher, Miss Miss Fannie Mae McCarley. That yes, every Sunday morning she taught this little boy Sunday school lessons. But what I remember most about her is just her kind heart and the spirit that she, that she just just the love of God that that came out from her life, that made me want to come to church, that made me want to learn more about the Bible. That even though she died years ago, even though her miss is gone, she is still blessing those behind. And I believe parents, we are to be Febreze parents. That even though, even after our mist is gone, our kids can look back at our lives and be spurred on towards Christ. Whether you are a teacher, whether you work in the office, whether you are a businessman, we are to be Febreze Christians everywhere that we go. That because our presence was there, that, though, that even after we are gone, it's still blessing those behind us. Febreze Christians. And, and... And I believe, yes, our life is but a mist, but our life is not meaningless because we have purpose. And through our life surrendered to the Lord, are, are we able to use our mist to bless others? And this leads us to our last reminder this morning. This simply is your life. Your life is in the hands of the most loving and faithful God. Look at um, verse 15 with me. So after James says it's, it's evil to, to try to live your life as you are the Lord of your life, and then he says how, how life is so short and, and fragile, he says this is what you ought to say. This is what you ought to say. If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. You may know someone who who after every time you talk to them, they just say, Lord willing. Um, I'm going to see you tomorrow, Lord willing. I'm going to take a nap today, Lord willing. I'm going to eat some cheesecake, Lord willing. You know, y'all get the point. And I'm not sure the application from this scripture is to say, Lord willing, every five seconds after every sentence we make. But I do believe this verse is teaching us that we are to be so aware and conscious that God is our Lord, that in every aspect of our life we check in with him. That the Bible teaches us, us, teaches us that we are to pray without ceasing. And what that means is that we are to be so aware of our need for God, so dependent on God for everything in our life, that, that we are constantly checking in with him, saying, God, is this your will? God, how do you want me to respond to this person? God, God, what, what, what is your will? Your will be done. I really want this, but, but is this your will, God? And some of you may say, oh, my goodness, man, this Christian, anything is so hard. It, th there go another 
commandment. There go another burden that I, that I have to do. Some of you might think God is just this God who's trying to limit you, who's trying to restrict you, and, and you really aren't free to live your own life. You really aren't free to enjoy life how you want to. But I want to tell you that this right here is actually the good news. This right here is actually the good news this morning that God is not trying to put a burden on you, but God is actually trying to bless you. Think about it, that God, the creator of the universe, is actually the one saying, hey, look to me so I can be the one to guide you. This is the blessing. It's the blessing that the God who is the creator of the universe says, I care about you, and I care about you, and I want to guide you. I want to protect you. I want to be the one who provides for you. This is not a burden, but this is the blessing of the Lord. And, y'all, when we surrender our, our lives, our will, everything to God, it might seem like, um, why, why are the wicked prospering? Why are they over there prospering? But God has already told us, hey, life is short and fragile. And they may be prospering now, but fret not. Their day is coming. But what I have for you, even when this mist passed away, your mist is actually just beginning. Even when this mist passed away, our, our earthly life passes away. But God says, hey, your real life is just beginning. Do you know that? Do you believe that? So, yes, you should, you, you should surrender. You should trust in me because, because I am the one who loves you and keeps you and will bless you. And, y'all, if I'm honest, if I could just kind of let y'all in a little bit to, to how my week went just with this sermon prep. Monday, um, I, just, I just felt disconnected from God. I, I legit remember praying Monday, like, God, um, I know you love me, but I just don't necessarily feel this overwhelming sense of love. And I prayed and I asked God, God, help me to just um, comprehend your love just a, a little bit more. And then I turned to Psalms 103, which starts off, bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Remember all everything the Lord has done for you. And then it says, as high as the heavens are from the earth is how great my love is for you. Then I kept reading. It said, God's steadfast, God's steadfast love is from everlasting to everlasting. And I just got caught right there. God, your steadfast love is from everlasting to everlasting. If we was to see a couple walking here right now who, who had been married for 50 years, we would all stand up and applaud them and celebrate that two people that love could last for 50 years. Some of us will probably say, man, I want a love like that. That's, that's a special type of love, and that is. That's something that we celebrate, this, this love that two people lasted for 50 years and, and still love each other. But as special as this love is, this love has a, a start date, a day where it began, and it also has an expiration date, a day where it ends. And we still applaud this love because it is special. But God says us, teaches us in his word that my steadfast love for you is from everlasting to everlasting. Which means my love is from eternity to eternity. Which means my love for you has not, um, doesn't have a start date and it doesn't have a day where it ends. 
is when you place your faith in me, when you surrender and trust in me, when you catch yourself in my love, you are caught in my steadfast love, and there is nothing you can do, nowhere you can go. So whether you feel love right now, Searchy, you are loved. Because my steadfast love is from everlasting to everlasting. And his past Thursday, I'm Howard Graham, don't know this, but during his um, Faith and Works um, lesson, he, he asked us to read Ephesians chapter 3, I believe, verse 19. And it, and it was Paul praying for the church. Paul said, my prayer for you is that you know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. And then he said, I what you think that guy's mean? What do you think that means? The love of God that surpasses knowledge. And I couldn't help but think about a mother who has carried her baby and birthed her baby and, and nurses her baby and, and, and kisses on her baby and tells this baby, I love you, I love you, I love you. But even in that, the mother is frustrated because there is no way that this baby can truly understand or comprehend how much she's loved. And that, that, that all of us may, may have experienced something that we say, that man, I, I love you so much that, that there are no words that even come close to explaining how I really feel. That the words I love you aren't even enough to describe how I feel about you. And it's even frustrating to me because I love you, I care about you so much, but I can't, but you can't fully grab it. You can't understand it. And, and Paul said, my prayer for you is that you understand just a little bit more the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. The love of Christ that you can't, comp that, 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 that you can't understand. You might think God is frustrated with you. It's probably not because of your sin. God is probably frustrated with you because you, can't understand how much he loves you. This is the love of God. And this is why we can trust our life to God. This is why Jesus can say, seek first me and my kingdom. Don't worry. Don't fret. I know you just got a bad report from the doctor. I know you don't like your job. I know you're struggling. But you don't got to fret because guess what? I love you. As he watches over the sparrows, how much more will he watch over us? This is why we don't have to be the Lord of our life. This is why we don't have to say, this is what I'm about to do. But I can freely say, God, what is your plan for my life? Because your plans and your ways are higher and better. So as I sit down, let's not waste our miss. But again, let us be some Febreze Christians. That, that, that even after our mist is gone, we are still leaving a lasting impact, and those behind us are still being blessed by our midst. This is your life. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. And again, I pray, Lord, just the words of Paul, Lord, that we understand just a little bit more your love that surpasses knowledge. I pray, Lord, that our greatest affection today and forevermore is to behold you face to face. And I pray, Lord, that this love frees us from the rat race of this world, from trying to store up riches in this world. But, Lord, we can be free to store up heavenly riches that will never perish away. Lord, bless your people. Help your people today. Move in our hearts and then lead us towards true repentance. I pray next to these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, having heard the life-giving 
good news message that our lives are a mist, and yet a mist that God takes and uses and blesses and holds and loves. We receive his blessing so that we might go out into the world to be the means of his blessing to others. So, here is the Lord's blessing on you, brothers and sisters. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you great peace, both now and forevermore. Go, brothers and sisters, to love and serve the Lord.